Pyroar. That card's good. Play that. There you go, no. guys. That's the play. Pyroar for Salt Lake. <laughs> Yo, what up guys? Welcome to Fader Town, number one Pokemon podcast in the world. These are facts. I I've just got to keep saying that forever. So, like, if you're tired of hearing that, and you think the other podcasts are better, um, that's your opinion. Uh, again, just go to your local library, look it up in a book, man, it's there. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm not going to jump too much into it. Hit that like, subscribe button down below, do all the fun stuff. Um, audio-only versions are on every platform, so go follow there as well. Leave a review there. Um, yeah, lots to talk about this week. Rule's not here. Xander's back. Drew's joining us this week. Great. We, uh, like I said, we always get the best players on here anyway, so like, don't ever worry about our guests. Our guests are always the best, so don't worry. I'm only 41st. Oh, only? <laughs> I don't, dude, you've been on... We'll talk about that. You've been on, like, a killer thing. You've been doing tremendous. Xander's... I don't know. That was He's... the ranking thing you were talking about, right, Drew? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, so I, I didn't see myself on 26 to 50, and I don't know whether I should be excited or scared. <laughs> I think I should be more so... Dude, I'm not... I'm, like, not that known anymore, though. I'm kind of washed up. I don't know. I don't know. because you're friends with Bradner. That's true. That's true. That helps. That helps. That helps. Um, yeah, that, that that's where it puts us funny as well. Uh, I think Frank just put himself as like the best and didn't put anybody else. So I was like, uh, <laughs> yeah, that's I, I went on there, I didn't find my name on there, so I just eliminated the whole thing. I like it doesn't count, it's not even real. This thing's stupid, you know. You're not gonna put me on there. I got like third once at a rebuild, okay. <laughs> I have a thing, you know. I have a fucking thing. Put my put some respect on me, even though I don't do well ever. Um. Anyways, we're gonna talk Peoria. I didn't go. These two went, so we'll know. They'll tell us if it's better than Baltimore. How it all went as a event. Then we'll jump into like what their thought process going into it. We'll hit results on Peoria. Then we'll hit the Twitter discussion about if we're confident first. Or we chorusing first. Who knows? Does it really matter? I don't think it does, but I mean, it's something to talk about. Then we had a viral Twitter clip, which might be the most views that Pokemon has ever seen, and it was just seen by like one person that just happened to have seventy thousand people watching at the same time. So that's kind of cool. And then we'll end it up with like what we're looking forward to Salt Lake with, and uh, what we're testing, and if the, how the meta's developing over the next week, basically. Um, but yeah, let's kind of jump into how did the event go? Did was it ran well? Was the venue nice? Was the I know it's in the middle of nowhere, um, or at least that's what it looked like. So uh, yeah, Drew, how how'd you feel that go? It was ran well. Uh, it was ran fine for regionals, especially one that size. So, ran well. So, props to the organizers. Did a pretty good job there. Uh, venue itself, old. Ran down. A yeah. lot, of, lot of issues there. Uh, kind of felt a little gross at times. Um, but, like you said, kind of, I mean, 
it's not a city you think about when you think of Illinois, I guess, um, because it's not Chicago. Um, but it was fine. Um, no issues around the venue other than lack of food. Um, I think my lunch break, it was hard to get food because the restaurants around there weren't prepared for an event this big, it seemed like. Um, so it took me 55 minutes to get some French fries. Oh. But, you know, uh, <laughs> you do what you can do. Um, but yeah, I mean, plenty of rain well. That's really all I care about. Where it is, obviously, people are going to go where it's going to be. Um, this one was huge. Baltimore was huge. People will get there. Um, and as long as it's ran well, that's all I care about. Get me out of day one by 9 p.m. and I'm happy. I'm with you on that. That's nice. How'd you feel about it, Xander? Yeah, it was really nice for me. I had a nice hour, 15-minute drive from campus because I'm in Champaign, so it's even closer than the drive from Chicago. Uh, like Drew said, the food options really sucked. For being like kind of a downtowny area, there were absolutely no restaurants or anything. There was just like a pizza pub and a couple other things, and like no fast food really. So that part kind of sucked. Uh, I was eating concessions or pizza pretty much the entire weekend. As for the venue itself, it was a lot bigger than Baltimore. It seemed like uh, in terms of, like how much space there actually was, and it also wasn't like seventy-five degrees in there, so it was a lot nicer of like a whole overall experience i was wearing like a like a sweater most of the time and then on day two just like an over flannel or something so much better to to not be sweating the whole time and then as for the event there were a couple hiccups but i mean that's to be expected like sometimes you have late rounds or match slips or time extensions but it was ran pretty well got out of there not too late on a saturday or sunday that's good yeah from the stream the venue looks super small but you're saying it was bigger than baltimore I, th- I thought it was bigger than Baltimore. Really? Like. That's good. Yeah, I don't know. It might have just been the angle. Because they gave you, like, on the stream, they gave you, like, a overcast view of the whole video. But maybe it, it looked cramped in there. I don't know. I was like, let's get a bigger it was, it was video. Just, like, hot as hell in Baltimore. But Yeah, maybe. It definitely was a more comfortable uh, experience. Yeah, that's good. Um, yeah, we didn't see much complaints. There was no promos, but that really wasn't on them. I mean, if they don't show up, what are you gonna do? There's like, I mean, at least they had enough mats for everyone, which uh, no one really yeah, wanted the mat, but yeah. yeah. But Salt Lake has the mat everybody wants. So if you're going to Salt Lake, show up early, get your mat. Um, again, who knows? They might run out too, but we'll figure that out. Uh, so. That's good. At least it, we're improving a little bit. It was a different organization. Um, obviously, we'll see how it goes forward. So, like, we're going to hit back-to-back, all, basically all three organizers back-to-back-to-back, and we'll kind of get a feel of how each area is going to run their tournaments. Um, and, and just one extra little thing to say, I think tournaments will start continuing to get uh, better and better for how they're ran. These organizers that are running these, they've done it. They, they know what they're doing. All three of them do. Um, and I think the first one, Baltimore, it was, it seemed like there were a lot of new staff, a lot of new judges, a lot of new people helping run things. So it wasn't just a automatic people knew what they were doing. There was much more learning curve for a lot of those people. So bearing with them, get them getting more experience. Like, I think, I think we'll start seeing it get smoother and smoother. Cause like I said, all three of the tournament organizers that are running the regionals this year, they, they've all done it. They've had successful, well-ran tournaments. So I give them a break for a couple of couple of them. And I imagine they'll start being good. 
I agree. Uh, that's a, I mean, it just is what it is. Um, uh, as long as I'm, I'm with Xander, and you get you get the temperature down in that place, I think there's a, so people stop complaining. You know, just nice and cold, we'd be fine. We put a hoodie on, we'd be good. Um, but let's like uh, let's talk the meta going into a whole new set with a ton of new decks. Um, probably the most new decks out of a single set. I mean, I don't know. I've I've been playing since like 2015. I don't think I've had that many like actual viable decks out of a set ever. And like, what? I mean, I had Xander on last week. He he didn't really test. So, I mean, he kind of just went in, played Mew. You ended on Reggie, mm-hmm. which which we talked about a lot. We talked about Zorark a lot too. But like going into it, what what were your guys' mindsets? I was expecting basically just a jumble of everything. Honestly, more I was expecting more Lost Box or like Giratina than actually was played. Uh, I think a lot of people were on the wave of trying to beat those decks rather than playing them. Besides a couple people like Isaiah, John, Justin, that side of our group stuck to the Lost Zone stuff. Whereas Sam and I did not really test, so we just <laughs> played Mew. And then I know Drew, uh, and then a lot of other people ended on Reggie's. So... Kind of countering the meta instead of... Or countering the loss and stuff rather than playing it. And then as for the actual deck spread, Theorem was the most popular, which was to be expected. It did pretty well, which also is like to be expected that you have a couple doing well, especially when you have some good players doing it. And uh, all in all, kind of just played out how I thought. You'll have loss zone decks at the top, you'll have non-loss zone decks at the top, and a good mix of uh, of everything. Yeah. What about you, Drew? Did you did the meta like pan out the way you thought it was going to? Exactly. Actually, um, my one of my buddies showed me in uh, my chats with him uh, from two weeks ago uh, before the tournament. I posted like meta game in order of popularity, and it was spot on with what That's the hilarious. meta was. Uh, so pretty expected. These these uh, online limitless tournament makes it pretty easy to judge a meta. It feels like right now um, how it panned out. I was think I, I think I was a little surprised there wasn't at least one Mew in top eight, um, but other than that, I think it was exactly how it should have been. Lost Box winning made sense. Um, a format that is very skill intensive, being won by one of the best players in the game ever, uh, makes sense. Um, the thing that surprised me was Gudra because I do still think that card is whack. Uh, but <laughs> hey, if you hit Lost Box over and over again, it's going to be a good day. Yeah, I was thinking the same thing. So we had Ford win the tournament with Lost Box, which um, his list seemed to be a lot different than most people's Lost Box variants, which, I mean, to be honest, a lot of people went get the Garatina route. Um, so we didn't see a lot, but, I mean, obviously, over those last two weeks, we've seen a lot of Empoleon counter things, and he threw in the four... Path to the peak, and then people started playing the stupid umbrella. He's so he threw in now he has three vacuums. Um, it's just like a uh, after he won, I was playing a lot online, and obviously, everyone's gonna just net deck this and, and grind it online. So, you played it, I played against this a lot, and the deck just feels super consistent. Um, it pretty much did exactly what I wanted to do, it builds really big hands. Um, 
fairly quickly. It almost it kind of felt like a Zorak duck, like the way he was talking about it. Uh, yeah, I, I watched the the finals. It just I don't know. It looked obviously the finals weren't great because he got donked in the game. What was it, game two that he got donked? But which kind of sucks. Like for it sucks for viewership to be honest. But you know, we've seen Palkia and Kiram. Is that do you think? Like I know your guys' thoughts on. The meta was right, but you think it was just played the most because Palkia was the best deck, and then Kiram's a new card, and you throw it in there, and it's easier just to play. Is that was that the thought process? Yeah, I mean, honestly, Ice Rider was just barely not broken, and then Kiram comes out, and it's just Kiram's an insane card. Uh, yeah. That deck just it when you're going off, you're going off, um, and it's very new beginner friendly. Uh, to play, which is another big factor because a lot of these events have a lot of people who are just starting to play. Um, so it's very user-friendly, which is nice as well. Yeah, I agree. I think it doesn't play the Intelli Online, which can be very daunting um, for a new player or someone that just hasn't played that engine a lot. Like Making those types of decisions are hard. It's a lot easier to, to put a water energy on top of your deck. You know, I didn't get it. <laughs> but the deck seems super strong. I mean, obviously, Pacquiao's stayed at the top. Garatini, is there anything in the meta that you just you thought was going to be good but didn't didn't pan out? Uh, I would say Blissey I thought would do better in this event. Uh, but it doesn't look like anyone pulled the trigger. Uh, really on that deck. I think, yeah. and, and we're already seeing it now in the online tournaments, Blissey starting to skyrocket, um, which I think everyone can expect. Uh, Milt- no one has Milt tank counters, so Blissey is doing well. Um, but I think I was surprised no one pulled the trigger. It was a deck I had in my bag, and I thought about doing it, but I just didn't get any reps in, so I didn't do it. But right. I was surprised that wasn't there. What about you, Xander? I know you didn't test much. No, I mean... I would say everything just kind of happened as I expected. I think the there were there was less Arceus or Arceus did worse than I expected, and then also the same with Mew. Like Drew said, not having either of those in top eight, I was a bit of a surprise, especially because I know there were like a decent chunk of people on Mew and a decent chunk of not a decent chunk on Arceus, but there were a couple there, and so especially not seeing any was a little bit surprising. Yeah, there's been a lot of hate on Mew after that event. Uh, a few Twitter posts saying the deck is unplayable now. It's not Dude, good. There's so much Drapion. Okay, the deck is still very... The deck is broken, but there's just so much Drapion. Like, it's yeah. like, crazy. You also, like... I don't know. I got Marnie Path on turn one a couple times, and that just kind of sucks, too. Like, the deck is super good, and it has good matchups, but it doesn't feel like it has good matchups until you sit down across from your opponent and then do new things to them. Okay, oh, that's fair. That's fair because, like, I don't know. I've been looking on Twitter that the I don't, I don't remember who posted. It. it was like unplayable. The deck is horrible, and it's not because of Drapion. Drapion does not. I'm like, I don't know. Drapion seems pretty good. Dude, I don't know. Does so much. It's it does so much. I'm like, I'm like, I'm like playing the Zora. Like, I'm testing Zorak a lot. And I'm like, you know, kind of just want to throw a Drapion in here. I think my matchup versus me is good already. But I think I put Drapion here, I don't think I can ever lose. 
like ever. So like I don't know, I don't know. Going going into Salt Lake, we'll have to, we'll talk about that later. But I also want to talk about Reggie's. I felt like a lot of good players played Reggie's, and none of them hit the top eight. And watching the stream, like if I was a player, I was a player watching the stream. I would never touch Reggie. Reggie shit the bed on stream so bad. Like, it looked like it didn't look fun to play. It looked like everyone playing it hated it. And because all they did was go, oh, I didn't get it. Oh, I didn't get it. Like, it just, like, but then I'm like, off stream, they're like, I'm 5 0. They get on stream, it doesn't even look like the deck works. <laughs> it doesn't look like the deck works. Someone plays Reggie's on stream. This is right. not fair. So, I. Everyone knows I played one Reggie Steel in Baltimore. Everybody knows this. Uh, unfortunate that when I played Mahomes on stream, he decided to boss my Reggie Steel and lost zone it because Lost World was in play to yeah. keep me honest, knowing like knowing that it, yeah. there was a chance I only played one. Uh, he, he didn't did. know that I happened to have prized the second Reggie Steel. Oh, it was okay. Just very unlucky. Yeah. That is so sick. But I got punished even though I corrected my greedy list. And I'm so mad about that. <laughs> That's hilarious. You all, but you did make a good... Was it you? I think you made a good play where they got rid of both your edgy Gigas's and then you had a third one. And you did yeah, win a yeah. match with that. And it looked, I, was like, I was like, I think me and him talked about that at one point. Because it was like, oh, they think you only have two edgy Gigas. Oh, here's my third. God. Which was cool. Was, I mean, that's like the one highlight of Reggie on stream. Because, like, on stream, it just, I don't know, people were not, it just was not performing. Um, obviously, I mean, it didn't make top eight, but it made, a lot of people made top 16 to 32 with it. Um, where do you, how do you feel about the deck going forward? I, I mean, it's good. I don't know. I, I do think it's good. I know you're saying on stream it had some weird hands, but um, I don't know. It, it's a good deck. It does do that thing where it just doesn't set up, and it feels bad because you don't play the game. Um, but I don't know. Now that people might be playing Ice Cube, it's unplayable. <laughs> if you expect I Ice Cube in box, it's unplayable. Yeah, I did notice that. <laughs> <laughs> I did notice that. Exactly. That, that, that was pretty wild. Like, we can kind of... There's not much more to talk about this. Like, it's crazy how fast the game moves now because mm-hmm. um, we've all touched on a little things that we've seen on Limitless, like in the last like three days. Um, and it's just crazy because right after the event, we've seen Blissey do very well. It, it plays the four um, hyper potions. It's not going to lose to to that toward list. Um, and it builds up when you get a things don't kill Blissey like 300 HP is very high, and it builds up damage very quickly. And no one again, no one's playing outs to to mill tank, so it looked I, really I good. Will just say on that, I think Blissey has a bad uh, matchup against Radiant Charizard Lost Box. Really? Yeah, I, I think it's pretty bad. If you put down a mill tank, you actually kind of lose the game. So they get to kill. They get to KO the first mill tank. Then they get to Echoing Horn KO it again, right? So okay. that's two prizes. And then they just vacuum Charizard, vacuum Charizard, and they kill two Blissies. Um, so I actually think it's favorable for Lost Box um, 
if okay. the Lost Box player knows what they're doing. Towards this is a little bit worse against it, but yeah, the yeah. typical one that most people will continue to play um, has a good matchup against it. Hmm. We'll see plays so, path and stuff too, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It okay. does. Yeah. And maybe with Marnie and stuff like that, because if you Marnie path them, I mean, it's really hard to get those pieces, especially if you need to yeah. replace the path too. Like, I, I think Tor's list probably scoops to it, but other yeah. lists that are not playing path or something or play, I mean, Pokestop or something, then they'll actually be chilling. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's, that's the biggest deal. The fact that Tor played path is what hurts them. Yeah. I was just looking because, like, we've seen it. It did have a lot of success in the last, was it, late nights or whatever. Um, but then, like, right after it had success, I think that night the Ice Q just went. There was one copy of Ice Q in mm-hmm. all of the Lost Box decks in that tournament, and it won the event. Yep. And <laughs> it just, that card. Yep, it can literally, that card's just good. That deck was... I, I mean, I didn't, I didn't analyze that deck too much, but it looked pretty like it. Play, it looked really wild. It played like a one Reggie Gigas too. I'm like, that was the I'm, coolest deck I saw in uh, Peoria. That was sick. It was pretty wild. I'm like, all right, but the, the Ice Cube, like the development is so rapid because obviously, if you're playing the Mill Tank and, and the Blissey, you think you can beat Lost Box with it with your four. Um, hyper potions and just healing and then someone does that and now your whole mindset of like alright is everyone going to play Ice Cube because if everybody plays Ice Cube I can't beat that so like it just becomes like a super meta game in your head like um, these de- any basic Pokemon deck just dead dead now I don't know I don't know something to think about um, I to play Reggie's again so Right, especially like it, the development is so quick. Like, especially when a card just does something like that, it's like oh, it just shuts a whole deck off. Like, yeah. see, the way to get around that is you play Mew, and you just don't. There's nothing like that because even against Mill Tank, you got Max Miracle. Even play like there's random Duraludon, and now you got Path in your deck. You don't even have to worry about that. You're chilling. Yeah, but when you play Mew, they just Path Mario, and you just lose. No, dude. Okay, so I said that that earlier, but it happened twice. And the the people that Path Marty me on turn one was a Palkia deck. Going second, they had Path Marty in their opening hand, and it stuck because I didn't have phone or anything. I only got a couple Pokemon down and no DTE, and then I drew past the rest of the game. It was awful. Like, I think Path of Peak is just so strong. Like, um, it's always been strong since it came out, but, like, I think this weekend a lot of people realized it. Because I think um, people are stacking their decks with Path of Peak. Like, a lot of the lists had large counts of Path of Peak because of the whole debacle with the Empoleon thing. It's like, all right, I'm just going to stack my deck with Path of Peak. I'm not going to lose to stupid Empoleon. Um... And I think it came across how more effective, like, oh, I don't, it doesn't matter what you're playing against, just a nice pass to the peak, Marnie might just win you a game, you know? So, I don't know, the the meta going forward is wild. Um, we can talk about the 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 Twitter clip, kind of. I kind of want to jump into that, because XUC, which if you don't know, is like, like top three biggest streamers on Twitch platform. He's watching Twitch clips and uh, 
the stream ended up being one of them, and it was a uh, it was Sable House, right? He says <laughs> it's something like uh, if I remember, it was like he got the RCS raw just the way we like, <laughs> and then <laughs> like Pokemon made it so much worse is that they cut the stream like right after he says that, so like. When you watch him do it, he's like, why'd they cut the strip? Like, it seemed like they knew he, he said something wrong. Like, the whole th- it just makes the whole thing look bad. But, to be honest, it was super funny. Super funny. And, like, for it to just be able to even catch the views of someone of that, like, level of, like, what is he even, why, how that even got to him was hilarious. And he thought it was funny. And then, uh, I mean, Save the House on Twitter was, like, kind of concerned. Because, like, I mean, at the end of the day, it's kind of a sex joke on a Pokemon stream, which I don't think that's exactly what he was going for. It might have... Yeah, I was like, I don't think uh, that was it, but, like, his commentary is great. Hopefully nothing bad comes from it. I think anything, it got more publicity to the game. He obviously wasn't trying to make a sex joke. Um... I think we say stuff like that all the time without even thinking, like, oh, we, you got it raw, you got it raw, you know, but, like, I don't know, I thought it was funny. What did you guys think about that? Yeah, it was definitely hilarious. Um, I think the it was just everything. So, Kyle saying it, and then after, the other commentator, I believe it was Jeremy, just having a pause, and just, like, not knowing what to say, and then following it up with, uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's, what, that's yeah. even worse too. You just gotta like roll, dude. You just gotta be like, oh yeah. Now they're gonna be able to use Trinity Nova. You just gotta yeah. keep going. I uh, agree. Jeremy was just so shocked by what we yeah, just said. I, I, I also had no idea. Just yeah, it was, it was pretty like it was daunting that he was just like, oh, you got it raw, and then didn't say <laughs> nothing, and then. Uh, I don't know. I think I would have laughed too if I was sitting next to him, but I'm not. That's why I'm not up there. But and then the Pokemon cuts it. It's it's almost like the perfect clip. It's almost like the perfect clip. I love it. I love it. Especially the the music too. The Peoria region is like music. (laughs) It's like like where's the meme where it's like the to be continued sort of thing. Yeah, it it was kind of like that. Like it would have been so much funnier if it was like actually that song, but obviously it's not. Yeah. It's pretty it's close, though. It's a similar vibe, yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's it's, a, so good. it's so good. It's so good. Well, hopefully everything's cool. Pokemon, at the end of the day, got us got us a little more viewership, all right? Might not be for what you want it to be for, but, hey, maybe pick better better uh, games to stream. When it's when it's round nine and you got to win it in, how about we don't play double Gudra against <laughs> each other? I don't know. But, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I kind of want to pick that up because I, I posted that in like a group chat and someone's like, well, I'd rather see variety. Like, Pokemon doesn't want new viewership. And I was like, I don't think, I don't know if I agree with that. Like, why would Pokemon not want more people to watch their streams? Like, if you don't want more people to watch your streams, like, I guess, give me double Guja every, every match. I'll sit there and do nothing. Like, it was the most boring thing ever, but their whole thought process was like, it's better to have vi- variety on the stream than it is to have entertaining matchups. And I'm like, mm, in my head, if I was running a stream, I would put the most 
<clears throat> entertaining or unique thing in a, against a certain matchup that isn't going to be boring to engage an audience. Not, I don't care, like, don't care if you haven't been on stream. Like, okay, Gudra hasn't been on stream all day. If it's Gujra versus Gujra, you just don't put that on stream. I just don't. I don't. I just don't agree with that. What do you, What do you guys think about that? I thought it was fine, honestly. Like, it's an RCS deck versus an RCS deck. It's Gudra. I think it's fine to have a mix of variety. I think it's also cool to have notable players too. Uh, so I think as long as they're not doing like two Gudra Gudras or like a similar sort of sleeper fest, like round after round. Like, you could do it maybe, like, twice on day one or once on day two or whatever. But I would say the main thing is to just have people that... Stream players that people want to see is honestly more important than, like, like whatever. Like, if Tord was playing Stall or some, like, super cool deck or... Sorry, it could be a boring deck that I don't want to watch, but if it's Tord or someone else that's, like, very notable... I think a lot of people would watch regardless of what deck they're playing. I agree. That's that's a better. I like that argument better. That I don't yeah. know. The idea of just like Pokemon doesn't care that new people watch the game. That the only people watching the game are people that are invested in the game just kind of like was weird to me. I was like, like why would you like? I don't. If I ran, if someone put me in charge of a of a stream as as a company. Like, I would feel like my goal is to try to engage my audience. Not, like, I don't care. Because I don't want, I don't care if I get more viewers. Like, I don't know, like, that mindset to me is just not right. But yeah, and I'll also add on to that, just, they don't, like, they don't have a lot of time to pick the matches they're going to play, right? Because, yeah. like I said earlier, they're trying to get us out by 9pm. And the stream game is typically the one that kind of goes a little bit longer every round. Uh, mm-hmm. other than time extension, things like that, because they have to get them set up. Um, so they kind of, like Xander was saying, they pick, oh, this is a, a well-known player. He's on his winning end. I imagine this one, I think it was Travis uh, Beckwith, right? Yeah. Versus someone. So they were like, Travis is on his winning end. That's someone that we want to like just show up on stream. And then they kind of, they pick that table and then they see, oh, shoot, we picked a Gudra mirror match. That wasn't on purpose. I don't think they pick based on matchups. I think they do pick on people. I think it's both. Like I know that they know, they know the decks, and they'll, mm-hmm. so they'll be given pairings. Obviously, first thing they'll see is player names, and second of all, decks are kind of like a pre, uh, an afterthought. Mm-hmm. Like if it's an auto loss, they're not going to throw it on there, but they will definitely. Like do it, okay? Like I don't know. I, they'll they'll I just, see names and then they'll check decks. And as long as the decks aren't atrocious, they'll they'll put it up there. Yeah. Th- then again, I, they've done some dumb things. Like at NAIC, uh, I was against a mill tank with no mill tank counter in my deck, which was pretty cool. But uh, I fantastic, love that. That's rough. Hey, you got like, a free shirt. I did get a free shirt. Yeah, I just like I don't know. I think when we come down to the last game, which is like the most hype game of the day. It's a winning in. Usually, it's always a winning in. It's very like, okay, he's either going to play day two or there's not going to play day two. I, I, I think we just need to make a better effort to make that game more fun to watch. Um, because I think it is the most like exciting game of the day. Um, sure, the first one is like, okay, yeah, let's get it going. 
But the last one is the one that means the most, and and I think we, we just please just no more double Gudras or like. I mean, if Tord's playing a stall deck, that's fine. Just don't have him play a stall deck. Like I don't know, just a little more effort in that that category. I know it's quick. Um, I don't know. I just didn't like that. I I actually just turned the stream off after like fifteen minutes, and they're like. No prizes were taken. I'm like, okay, this is dumb. But, and that's someone like, I play a lot of Pokemon. I, f- I could just like, if you didn't watch, if you don't like Pokemon, like, it's the first time watching a stream, and you're like, oh, these are like winning ins. Like, people have talked about this. This is like important. And you're like 15 minutes in, and no one's taking a prize. You're just like, okay, fun. Oh, he healed. I'm like, and uh, I'm, like, I'm just, I'm more on the entertainment side when it comes to like, stream so we can uh, go from there i think let's let's look at um the meta going forward we'll finish it off with with thoughts going into salt lake after after seeing what has happened um and then the development over the next two weeks is i think if you want to win the tournament i think watching limitless once a day at least to just see what is being played and how decks decks are changing because limitless is very open like you can look at everybody's full deck list you can see what what they use to counter um these decks that that were just played so like i think that's super important and i think we've never had that in the past it's super like rapidly changing um the way we go into events um going forward uh, like like you said reggie's might not be playable um I don't know, Mew's not that great if everyone's just going to throw a Drapion in their deck. Um, I don't know, where, do, where are your guys' heads at going into Assault Lake? I know Xander's not going, but Drew's going, but Xander's a smart player, he knows. So, what, <laughs> so where are you at, Drew, when, when you're prepping for, for Salt Lake? Salt Lake's going to be a mess. Honestly. Yeah, I think okay. so. I think... Okay. Lost Box winning was actually probably the worst thing that could have happened for the meta. Um, obviously, it should have won because it was it's just an insane deck. But the fact that that engine now can be Path to the Peak, now that that engine can be still Giratina, um, it's just so... And now that the engine just doesn't lose to Empoleon, doesn't lose to healing cards, doesn't lose to anything like that. Um, it's But being a deck that currently has like a 45% win rate on online events because it's not an easy deck to play. Um, not easy, a lot of decisions, a lot of little things can go wrong, especially in best of one format, which is something to keep in mind with the online yeah. events. Um, so this format, Lost Box, is going to be huge, but how is it going to be piloted? Is it going to be Giratina? Is it going to have the Ice Q? There's so many different techs that can go into the deck. And I think Salt Lake, Peor, or Peoria was kind of like a play something that set up a lot and had at least some good matchups. Um, Salt Lake is going to be much more making sure you have the most consistent 60 card, whatever deck you're playing. Uh, I think it's going to be less based around those techs to try to beat matchups. You're going to probably play against one of each deck. You're going to probably play against nine different decks uh, day one. And trying to, which is why I kind of don't like the idea of Ice Q and Lost Box, um, because what it's not going to do anything seven of your nine rounds day one. 
Um, could it win you two of them? Sure. Um, is it going to be a start? Like you start that card and just lose the game against others? Potentially. There's just so many different issues right now. So you want to really focus on that nine, like those 60 cards being as consistent as possible and not worry about to, trying to metagame too much is how I would go into this tournament. I feel that. I feel like, especially as someone that's been testing a lot and just like looking at how quickly the meta develops, I like that mindset of like, you can overthink it. You can definitely overthink it, start teching. Um, I have a Drapion and this and that. Now my engine doesn't run as good. This guy plays a straightforward deck that half my techs just don't work for anyways. And now he's just doing better. It's kind of kind of the mindset that happened at Worlds where they were playing the Jolteon and then he had the barrel. It's like the more consistent list just did better. Yeah. What about you, Xander? If you were going to go to Salt Lake, where would your head be at? I think I would probably just run back the Mew, to be honest. Like, I I mean, I, considering that I would not be doing much testing, the only the other deck that I would play would probably be, like, Giratina. I think that your Lost Box matchup is pretty close, especially if you can, you can cater the deck to it, too. Like, if you really wanted to improve your Lost Box matchup, you could throw in, like... I don't know. I don't, I don't even know how you would improve <laughs> it. Like, theoretically, the best way to improve it would be just to, like, speed up your Lost Zone stuff. Because that's really what you need to keep up on anyway. Um, but yeah, Mew's still really strong. Uh, Wasp Zone decks are really strong. Uh, Palkia is pretty strong too. Like, I mean, every deck has merit to it, like to play. And it's just a matter of picking the deck that you want to play, that you have fun with. And uh, I mean that seriously too. Like, if you if you're playing a deck that you don't enjoy playing, you're gonna make mistakes and you're gonna hate your life. Uh, that's how I felt whenever I played Palkia in Milwaukee or Worlds or whatever. And when you're playing a deck that you actually want to play, even if it's not like the best meta call, like on paper, uh, it's fine. Like you'll, you'll do all right if luck is on your side or you're, you've got experience with the deck. So I would just play Mew, honestly, just run it back. I feel that. I feel that a lot because like, I think every time I've ever done well, um, has been because I played a deck that. I I understood a lot and I was very comfortable with and I enjoyed playing it. Like Blastoise, I understood the deck completely. Then I don't know my whatever the other three decks I did well with are. But every time it wasn't like uh, this deck. Oh, this deck is supposed to be the best, so I'm just gonna play it. It's oh I um I understand my deck list the most, so I played. I did the best with it, which I think is very, is overthought too. I think a lot of people go online and it's like, oh, Palkia has the highest win rate, I should just play that. And then they play like five games of Palkia and they're like, oh, this, I don't even like this deck, but, I mean, numbers say it's the best, so I should play it. It's like, yeah, that mm-hmm. mindset's just not great either. Um, Hundo P, for show. For show. Well, I've I seen you post uh, Yeah, do not uh, play Diagos. just dead? Nothing changed. The deck is still it's awful. Bad. You don't beat anything that is not like a two, like a V Star deck. Okay. You don't beat Mew anymore. You don't beat. <laughs> I mean, like, okay, Mew is like a fine matchup, but the thing is, the Lost deck, like the Lost One engine, just like sucks. It, it, like your Cramorant damage doesn't actually do anything against your V Star matchups. 
Like you, you're playing so many bad cards in your deck. It's just, I don't know. It's it's sad to see. It's a, but like I think it's a good thing to note that like you can look at if you're not diving into Limitless because Limitless has a lot of resources where you can see win rate. Like you said last week, um, sure there was a Dialgas that were in the top four, but when you dove in to see it, it had like a. Oh, 30% win rate or something. Or something. Yeah. Or something. It was something yeah. disgusting. It was horrible. So it's like from if someone's not diving in and they just look, oh, Dialga looks fun. Like I, you you might you might just end up on a shitty deck because that happens and like that could be the Blissey thing where like Blissey's doing really well. It looks fun. It looks good, but you need to let the meta go out, check the stats, go forward and and then decide if you really want to play something like a Blissey or or a Dialga. Who knows? Um, yeah, the, the win rate thing, like, obviously it's not, like, the tip-top players playing Dialga, like, on correct. the online events. So it's not... Same thing with, like, the Lost Box win rate. Like, it's 45%, but it's still, like, undeniably one of the S-tier decks. Yeah. Uh, so it, it doesn't mean everything, but I would say it means a lot, a little bit, at least in terms of not super playable right now just because of like the decks that are good are just pretty good at beating it it does have good matchups against like giratina like kiram i would say palkia is like a fine matchup too especially if you're playing the banette and stuff like that but um it's just it's just weird yeah if uh what do you expect do you expect um palkia kiram to still be like the most popular deck. Yeah, sure. I would say Palkia Kirim or just like straight Intellion Palkia. Okay. Uh, might not might be Palkia Intellion might not be as popular because of the new player sort of tendency to play non Intellion decks. Uh, and also Kirim Palkia did well, so I would also yeah I'd expect it to yeah. just stay the same, to be honest. Okay. What about you, Drew? Are you still are you there too, or are you? You on the lost box drop a little bit. Um, I don't think lost box will pick up. I think Giratina will pick up. Um, I think Giratina is a more um, appealing deck for a lot okay. of players, myself included. I would much rather play Giratina than straight lost box. I think Giratina mm-hmm. is a cool card. I I would see that pop pop up a little bit more. Lost box will pop up a little bit more. Kieran will drop a little bit. I. It, the Kieran players will also kind of shift a little bit to playing like Zorark, uh, very similar decks, uh, but a different strategy, um, kind of a different route to get the big damage out there. So I think we'll see it drop a little bit. I think Palkia will be probably like the second most played deck there. Um, Palkia and Teleon. Uh, and okay. Kieran's probably third. And I don't know what I would say is first. Maybe, I think Tina. I think Tina might be the most played deck in Salt yeah. I kind of have a feeling like a lot of people, maybe like Xander or or Azul's group and stuff, didn't like pull the trigger on the new set. They they played your your Reggies, your your Mews and stuff. Do you think it's more likely that a trigger will be pulled and they will play something new from the new set that's the, coming into Salt Lake? Yeah, or a lot. Of, yeah. yeah, I mean, I think so. I mean, the, the top players are going to play what they feel like is the best. Um, have to also realize though the top players make up maybe two percent of the room. It's not a not a large percentage. So take it with a grain of salt. Play like Sandra was saying, play what you want. Any deck in the top like six decks 
can win the event. It, yeah. it can. You need to know the deck, have it have the deck be consistent, know what you're doing so you don't make mistakes, and that's the perfect equation for making day two. Then add a little bit of variance being on your side, getting that extra little luck happening a couple extra rounds, that's where you top eight and can win the event. Um, both things are needed, but first and foremost, it's consistent deck and enjoying it and knowing what you're doing with it. Don't pick up a deck the night before. It's it's very select few people can do that. Um, not saying it's... I, I personally hate doing it. Uh, I typically do bad when I do it. Uh, I need to know the deck, and I think everyone should do the same. Know what you're playing. I agree. I think I've done it a few times because of you. I'm like, hey, Drew, what are you playing? Oh, I'm playing Blissey. I'm like, alright, I'll play that. And I did pretty well. I started like 3-0 the, on the night. I lost my winning in my... I lost two winning ins that game because I played the wrong Chansey. Which, if I didn't pick it up the night before, I wouldn't have played the wrong Chansey. So, at the end of the day, that, that's where it happens. But, yeah, I think it's really... I think the meta is really cool. I think a lot, like you said, a lot of decks can win. Like I wouldn't be surprised at, at any of like the top six decks winning the tournament, which I don't think has been like a thing in a long time. Um, I think Azul said this on stream or on his podcast where like this set didn't have like a super broken card. Like you didn't have. A Polkia. Like, obviously you had a Garatina, but it wasn't, like, super broken. Which, like, made every other card in the set, like, still viable. You weren't just like, oh, Polkia's just so much better than everything. We're just playing Polkia. It's like, mm, it's not that broken, but we can play without Garatina. We can play Zorak. We can play the Gudra. We can play whatever. Which was, I thought, it was super cool. Um, and I hope more sets like that. And we just... Some, I mean, uh, it's sometimes it's cool to have like a super broken card, but I think it like really washes out the meta when you when you have cards that are super broken like that. So is super broken. Yeah, that is I, the broken card in this set. <laughs> what, which one? Colrus. Colrus is the super broken card in this. Set. I I agree. Oh, it's so good. Sage is trending. It's so like, good. And I think if you're planning on playing Arceus. If you're planning on playing Arceus, try Colrus in there because I think that's the way you have to do it now. It, Sage's uh, training was two cards. Yeah, Sage's, you only got two and you discarded three, I think. Right? Dang, that's yeah, this card's busted. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking about it. I'm like, you get to draw five. Uh, and like, most of the time, if you draw five, there's, there's already two cards you don't really care about in those five, anyways. Like, it's a better digging card than most cards. Yep. So, like, it's worth playing by itself. And I, I think someone predicted that on Twitter a while back. It's like, oh, people are going to play this in non-lost box engines. I'm like, yeah, eventually. Like, when you realize that drawing five, look, oh, well, looking at five is pretty strong compared to, like, putting your whole hand on the bottom of your deck and then getting five. Which I'd rather just keep my hand and then look at five. It's pretty good. Yeah. Um. Oh, yeah, we didn't touch on the stupid... Amphi versus Horus first. This. It's fine. It doesn't yeah. matter, right? That's why. That's why. I like, I know Bradner put out the whole. I think. I think that was like the most logical thing, where he's like, "Hey, with Confi, it's fifty. You, you get rid of fifty percent of the cards. With with Chorus, you get rid of what thirty percent of the cards, or something, 40. or forty percent of the cards. Obviously, it's better to to get rid of forty before you get rid of fifty. 
seemed logical to me. Like, if we're going to really break it down, sure. But I don't, at the end of the day, I really don't think it matters. I don't know. No, like, the only the other thing is that if you chorus first, you might find something that you would want to do before the flower selecting, where you're less likely to do that if you comfy first. Like, if so you we go. Yeah, like a VIP pass or whatever. So. Yeah, exactly. Find yeah, yeah, just, ball, find something, yeah. Just chorus first, call it a day. It's fine. Right. We're chorusing first, everyone, all right? And yeah. I don't know. I think Finn went online. I don't know. Every argument I've seen for coffee first is like, you could just say the same argument the other way around. So, like, it just. You couldn't. Like, you. But the one argument that I see that you can't flip around is the 50 40. Like, it's never. Those numbers are always there. What are we. You opening a pack right now or what? Yeah, I'm opening a pack. All right. Uh, I got nothing. Nothing. I got a, yeah. How do you a live pack opening section on, yeah, the, yeah. on the podcast? Okay. There we go. <laughs> well, with the a live pack because I like, I think we covered pretty much everything. What, what, so give us a full art here or something, dude. Come on. Yeah, I'm cracking it open and we'll we'll see. <laughs> so big, I don't know how to do the rearrange trick, but I'll just, I don't know how to do that either. I'll just I used do to it. do that. I just did it like myself. All right. Uh, Is that Guja? Chow. Oh. Nuzleaf. Damage Pump. That's what I'm talking Four about. Seed. Uh, Mawile. Shellos. Uh, Binacle. <laughs> Porygon 2. Uh, Porygon 1. Nope. Porygon. Uh, we got a Reverse Hollow. Reverse Lady. lady. Uh, and... Oh, Pyroar. Oh, Pyroar. That card's good. Play that. There you go, no. guys. That's the play. Pyroar for Salt Lake. <laughs> Pyroar no. for Salt Lake. That, at the end of the day, that is what it is. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna clip that as the first thing I that we have to say. That's the first one. <laughs> that's the first clip at the beginning of the podcast. Pyro is the play, guys. Um, but yeah, guys, thanks for coming on. Um, appreciate it. Next week, I'll do. I think Monday, I'll have a little breakdown on like what I'm testing, how what I'm doing going into Salt Lake, and then Thursday, I'll have me probably will be back. Um, whoever else wants to come on, we'll do a meta discussion going into Salt Lake, which will break down a little bit more. Because, uh, uh, again, when we talk meta development, we have a whole week of limitless crap that's going to come out that's going to shift things uh, very slightly, but it's it's worth talking about. So we'll have a week worth of limitless crap to talk about. So we'll do that on third. That'll come out on Thursday next week. Um, but yeah, thanks guys for watching. Definitely hit that subscribe button down below. Like, do all the cool stuff. Um, but for now, we're gonna scoop it up. Hey.